and welcome back to another episode of New Age Podcast. My name is Charles. And my name is Dario. And today we've got something a little bit different for you guys. So usually me and Dario would have like conversations essentially and usually more than often they're they're more of discussions or heated topics or controversial topics or really just anything we feel like needs to be talked about. But we have a buddy of ours who is going through a very tough time emotionally. And he happened to reach out to us and ask us a few questions, more in the regards of relationships and his struggles and how does he recover from his losses. And we thought it would be very useful for all of you guys out there that if this, we didn't give him any answers yet, we told him honestly. We're pretty sure someone else relates to your questions. So if you don't mind, we'll answer your questions in a video. But mostly because of the fact that we would want, we don't, well, first off, we don't like texting real serious stuff. Like I'd rather you see what I'm trying to mm, say impressive. and the way I'm saying it. So hopefully it comes across better. So besides that, he gave us a list of five questions. And we thought we should share some of these questions with you guys. If you have some of answers or solutions you think will probably help them out too, feel free to put it in the comments. Other than that, we're just going to give our best approach, our opinion, our experiences, and hopefully bring some solutions that if you guys have the same question cross your mind, you're going through a similar situation. It'll help you guys out too. So our plan is mix it up here and there, probably do these things just because we know some people really need some solutions rather than conversation. So... This is, you know, more guided towards love relationships, relationships in that sense with partners. But I know you were more more involved with reaching out to him and getting these questions and stuff. So you're a little more informed within the conversation. So for me, at least, as as the person, I, I can be the person that is it's like on the receiving end, you know, try and ask these questions or try and piece information together to understand. So at least in this in this scenario. What would you do if you were in his shoes after the relationship ended and you were with this person for a set time and, you know, how everything went, how a usual relationship goes, you know, like you fall in love and you, you go through so many different stages of emotions, of, you know, just everything with them. So how would, well, you know. <sighs> okay first off i'm not going to share his story or his information just because of privacy issues and it's personal stuff he trusted me with but just to give you an idea they were with each other for a very lengthy time and let's just say things didn't play out with life there's different things that do matter that no one acknowledges and confronts in the beginning so what would i do if i was in his shoes i would ask a lot of questions but not questions about her or her decisions or ask questions about why, or ask questions to God of like, is this not meant? Or I would ask questions to myself because something I try my best to do now and I continue to try to do is one, be consistent. Um, so at that point, I would question myself, was I consistent? Two, what was the foundation we had? And did I ever forget this foundation? Because Nine out of ten times, what you start your partner off with, whether you're a guy or girl, you and you have a consistency towards that, you've just adjusted them to this. So when you fail, I don't want to say fail, but when you lack um, the time, energy, or effort to keep that foundation consistent, it's very much viewed as 
getting comfortable or very much viewed as getting lazy or very much viewed as not trying anymore. And that's a dangerous thing in a relationship. So besides asking those that besides asking those two questions, I think the last thing I would do is I'm very much a book guy. No matter what heartbreak it is, no matter what happened, a monkey happened to get with your ex, <laughs> I guarantee you there's a book on it. <laughs> I would, for me, I would find a book because I, I just think that books are full educated opinions because when an author writes a book, he has lots of resources. Um, videos, music media, I'll resort to last after books, I'll resort to people, people of experience, or rather people who are single, because I believe this. Sometimes single people give the best relationship advice. And someone and I told someone, this was when I was single, and I usually gave the best relationship advice. I usually told them, I was like, look, you never see the coaches play the game, do you? We played the game at one point. We don't play the game no more, but we're telling you how to play. And we're, chances are, if you don't have a coach that's good, you're not going to win. <laughs> so I would... First, go those through through those questions. Then I would find a book. If I can't find a book or something that I'm able, if I'm not a reader, I'll find someone, whether they're single or very much experienced, but somewhere in between those two areas. And usually, when I say experience, I mean an older couple, not a younger couple who's been together for a while because they haven't even seen life yet. I mean an older couple who's already had grandchildren. They've seen life. They know how to help you recover. Or how to help you resume if, let's just say, you're at the brink and you have a chance of saving it. That's just what I would do if I was in his shoes. And I think the last thing I'll do is just accept it. And accept in the sense of, okay, I, because I'm going to speak on my behalf. Now that if I was in his shoes, I'm going to speak on my behalf. I know I didn't have a girlfriend. I had a partner. And... By saying that, I mean in the sense of if things were to end, I would still only want her to succeed at her highest peak, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and uh, mentally, and career-wise as well, so financially. So I know that that last thing would just be for me to accept it and wish the best. I think that's by far the last and best thing you could do and continue on. So then, in, in that sense, do you believe there's a time frame where it would take for you to recover from this breakup, or in this case, you know, accepting to move on, accepting you know the best for them and the best for yourself? Like, you know, do you do you think there's a time frame for it? Or do you think it's just whatever you can do? Because you know, in this sense, how you were explaining it is questioning yourself and. Reading store, reading books, and then from there jumping into talking to people and doing different things. Do you feel like that is in the span of a bigger time, or in a smaller time, or just you know, what, what, you know, what, what would your opinion? Time is subjective. That's the the truth to anything. Time is subjective. Um, you think you're good at one point, and then you get with someone else and chances are you get with them whether they kind of just do everything that you wanted out of the person before and you kind of find infatuation in this person just because they're providing all you were ever asking for out of the other person 
But when time when time comes, like you could be like five years working on yourself, and it doesn't make a difference. Versus the person who spent one month working on himself. I learned this, and I learned this after I had um, an experience of my own where I thought I was good. I thought I was pretty solid. I thought I was fine. From uh, when one of my first serious relationships ended in the beginning of my junior year of high school. And it wasn't until, and I, I was like, I don't want to say dating this other girl because we, were, we weren't really dating. It was more like a talking, <laughs> but obviously not just talking, you know, so, and I thought I was chilling. And then I saw my emotional self asking questions. I saw my emotional self all of a sudden, like second guessing everything, I guess you could say. And there was, there was nothing wrong she was doing. It was just me, and I realized I, I, I thought just with time it was okay, but it wasn't. And it wasn't until later on when I got fucked up and I was emotional and shit. And then like I, but it was like it was. There's a moment afterwards when I saw like a pair of loving eyes concerned for me, and that's when I said, okay, I need to solve this. So I can't tell you how long, but I can tell you. You're definitely there a lot faster when you're actually working on yourself. And by working on yourself, like I said, I went to go read books on emotional stability. I went to go to church more often. I went to get closer to a spiritual or like a religious or have faith, I guess you could say. Because faith is stronger than hope. Went to find books. Went to go actually talk to counselors. Went to talk to many people I could find online. Everything is online to recover. But I think the last thing I would say, if you know, then this is how you will know you are emotionally stable from this. Now, I'm not going to say you're over it because some piece is always going to stick with you. But I think that's a healthy piece just to, so you have like a learning lesson and building block. But I will say you're ready for at least to continue on with your life or continue on with another person. The moment you're able to talk about this person without getting emotional or talk about your experience with this person without getting emotional. When you're able to do it without getting emotional, it lets you know this is a story and a life lesson rather than a bad memory. That would just be my approach. What about you? I would agree as well, especially how you pointed out in the sense of, you know, someone can spend years trying to build themselves back up or focus on themselves and make them both, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally strengthen or take you know take a month take two months take a few months whatever the case may be because it also does just jump into the sense of how much are you able to attack within it yourself that you can still handle it because i you know I, I was in the position where i felt that like that hurt you know i i felt that what was the word like um that sense of after a fight, you know, like you, mm -hmm. you were you were taxed for so long, and at the end of the fight, like you're all beat down, you're hurt, and you kind of just want to like stay there, and you kind of just want to be like, you know what, like mm -hmm. I don't want to get back up, you know, like I'd rather just stay down. And I know for a fact it's very difficult. It's very difficult to just be like just just to get back up and continue pushing, continue trying, continue focusing, and finding things that make you feel like you're you're finding yourself you're, you know you you're 
building yourself back up, like going to church. Like for me, that was that was me as well. Going to church, um, part of me kind of like I want to say like gaming was a distraction, but at the same time, like growing up, I always loved playing games. I always had great memories playing with my brothers because we were always goofing around, we were always laughing, we were always uh-huh. messing with one another. So gaming was a sense of bringing back those memories, or at least making me feel happy as well so it's just the things that you can find yourself doing to build yourself back up as well but at the same time putting in effort consistently very often as soon as possible will get you to get back up as soon as possible i know i've been in my situations and i've talked to you about it and you've been in your situations and you've talked to me about it and you know for us, it it's, it it takes us, you know, different amount of time. Different yeah. amount of time, but at the same time, like we tell each other, like yo, like I've spent my time like reading books or going to these areas like publicly by myself to kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get get that good mental state and and everything. And it's just really having those building steps up and up and up and and probably like, progressively working on yourself without the sense of you know what? I've been doing this for a week. I still feel the same shady self that I feel like the day, you know, she left me or the day I felt that loss. So why am I continuing to do this? That's the other thing is is having that sense of, you know what? It's not for that. It's not for the sense of me asking that same question over and over again. It should be, all right, what's my next step? How do I continue? So that you're continuing to to strive yourself for more or you're keeping yourself in that consistent level of repeatedly doing it without questioning if it's even helping you. Because the moment you question it and you try, you try thinking back to it, I feel like that's where you put yourself in a hole. And then you only look at the bad things. You don't look at the positives. Mm-hmm. And especially if, if you have someone you can talk to about it, like how me and Charles talked to each other about it when we were in those situations, having someone to talk about or talk to each other about can also give you that sense of, you know what, I might not talk to him every single day or I might not see him every single day, but he's been seeing me, you know, you know slowly develop more and more. So maybe I might not see because I, you know, I, I question myself every day or I still feel the same every day or, you know, whatever. But this person sees, a, you know, a slow increase in change for myself. So I, I at least know I'm doing something better. That, at least that's what I no, would say. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. As as you were saying that, I had a quick question. So in this sense, right, let's say you were to feel lost in the sense of, because, you know, in, in relationships, if you're in a relationship for a long time, it can be, it can become like a, like a, a, like a daily routine yeah, or a habit yeah. of seeing them, of talking to them, whether it's through phone calls, through text. It becomes your life. Exactly. Like they, you know, they become one within yourself, and like in life. So in that sense of now having, because I, I I felt this as well um, with one of my long relationships. How do you find yourself again after being some being through something like that, where you feel like now that you're not in that relationship, you have so much time where you you know you're no longer reaching out after being so used to meeting with this person, spending hours or being on the phone and talking to them or doing, you know, all these different things. And now it's just your, your regular day-to-day thing and you have a lot more time on your hands. 
because you know a lot more time on your hands can now mean more questioning whether that's good or bad and more just more thoughts and all that so in that sense how would you how do you find yourself again how do you kind of build yourself back up there was a certain point you brought up and i, I want to address that because that goes along with my answer to the question which is when you find yourself having a lot of free time you're usually just stuck in your thoughts and you're by yourself with questions in your head a lot of stuff going on and our immediate reaction is how do i distract myself correct the first thing I'll tell someone is in order to find joy from stop being lost and something after that was my, my I don't want to say my life, but my, my sense of self-awareness and my sense of drive and my sense of passion and ambition grew from the moments I faced myself in the quietest times. So what most people will tell you, go do this, go do that. If you feel like you're like you, you can't be alone because you're getting stuck with yourself, go do this. Go distract yourself. You listen to this. I will tell you the opposite, because the mind is by far the most powerful, powerful piece of your body. And when you train your mind rather than running from your mind. You're able to appreciate a lot more. You're able to enjoy a lot more. All of a sudden, being alone feels kind of essential for you to maintain a good social gratitude. And the way I think about it is sometimes we do need moments to be alone. We do need moments to be lost. Because that's how you know you're heading down a path that's undiscovered. Because if it was discovered, you wouldn't be lost. And when you're heading down this path that's undiscovered, you're breaking the chain. And this chain is you're going to become the greatest person you've encountered simply because you had something that meant so much to you. It meant so much to you. And then it was taken away from you. And the moment it was taken away from you, you asked, what is there to life if there is not this person? And majority of people will resort to another person to fill that spot. Like it's a, like it's a soccer game. Call in a sub. <laughs> but those are the ones who never find true gratif gratification out of a partner, out of themselves, out of life out of communities, out of friends, out of people. But the ones who do, and the ones, and I, I, I don't mean this to sound bad to the person I know who asks these questions. I don't mean it to sound bad. But I want you to realize this was a blessing. A blessing in disguise of broken heart. And the reason why I say it's disguise is because you can't see it yet. But the moment you travel through the dark, you gain a sense of night vision. When you gain that sense of night vision, you're able to see things no one else was able to see. And that's how you're able to make sure you're never lost again. Because now you can see in the day and you can see in the night. And it's because of that moment of what happened, you were able to become this person. So all I'm going to tell you is stick through. Try to walk in the dark. It's been proven. Your retina and your eye is able to adapt the longer it's exposed to different areas of lighting. So if you spend more time in the dark, 
and you maintain a strong mind and a strong heart, your eyes will adjust and you will be able to see your way through and you'll never be lost again. <laughs> he wow, just got good. quiet on me. Yeah, no, that, that, was, that was just really good. Um, so in this in this in, you know, in this case, we talked about taking the steps to move on or taking the steps to kind of find yourself and being very much self self-care oriented. But I I have two different questions, you know, I, I would like to throw out there next. And that's more of kind of what's seen around in society now or questioned within society now. And the first one being, you know, if this is a guy and he's just got out of a relationship and he tells his homies and they're kind of just like, bro, let's just, just go home around. Oh, yeah. Just, just go back another. Just, just go, you know, <laughs> go, go to the club, find some girls and, you know. Oh, good, bro. Yeah. Just catch them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in, in that sense... How do you take it if either, you know, your friends are pushing you to, to kind of follow this, like mm. a stereotype, mm -hmm. or, you know, stay away from it because that may or may not be the thing that you do in the first place. You know, this isn't something that you're not really interested in or you don't see yourself doing that in the first place. So, like, you know, what do you do in that scenario? <sighs> I'll be honest with you, I, I've been with that crowd before. And when I was single, dude, and there was, I don't, is this, is this okay to say on camera <laughs> what I'm about to say? <laughs> what I'm about to say doesn't matter. There was a lot of girls who just wanted to fuck me. <laughs> but, but I'm just, I'm just informing how I'm going to carry it. Okay. And nine out of ten, and I tell them all the time. Nah, bro. Not really looking for anything. You don't have to look for anything. You just got to find something under the table, you know? Okay. Um. No, I'm, I'm good. Damn, bro. Come on, bro. She got it. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Bro, dude, if I was in your shoes, man, I would have. Cool. You're not in my shoes. If you were in my shoes, she would be approaching you. But you're not in my shoes. And I don't want to be in these shoes that you're trying to portray for me. So get them out of my way. And I will say, it, the only way you can handle that and keep those friends around you, because you do enjoy their company, because I enjoyed their company, they're fun as hell. We just had different portrayal of women. I grew up with sisters I was close to, and I grew up with cousins I was very much close to, where I looked at them as younger sisters, protected them as if I'm an older brother, was there for them like as if I was an older brother. So I never viewed a woman, ever, in a disrespectful manner and as a sexual object never and when they when i knew and they made it clear they pulled me aside and basically said in that in that context i'm not i don't want another serious i just you know i never know how to exit that situation so i usually just say sure like but then i never follow up and i never message again um and then they kind of catch the idea and then they, they see me still friendly so they're like okay well he's not weird he's just clearly probably gay <laughs> which i'm not i just i just i i, I was raised and uh i'm very much the type of person where i'll never be 
the person I would despise. And I'll despise anybody who treats any of my cousins like that. So why would I become that person? But back to this. Um, and the best thing I'll tell you is if you want to keep these friends around and you're a guy, I'll give the ladies a, an idea as well. But if you're a guy and you want to keep these friends around, these friends are very much the type where you're having this moment if you just lost someone you cared about. And they're telling you, ah, oh, bro, it don't matter. There's more, more tail. Go catch more tail. Let's go out here. Just catch these numbers. Bro, I got a, I got a girl. You know, she, she's desperate, bro. Or even like, but they're just trying to throw women at you. And not in a way of women who you prefer in the sense of like a longtime partner. They're throwing women for just a, a quick flick of the dick. <laughs> I'm going to censor myself. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, you should keep that one in. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going you're gonna to have those people. And if you want to keep them around as friends, you just got to make your point strong. And think of it like this. What I tell everybody too, um, if you keep coming to me and you keep saying you should do this, I'm going to say no. Come back to 20 minutes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. And at some point, they're just going to realize, uh, okay, I don't want this. This guy is pretty strong in where he stands. So the first thing I'll tell you is you want to keep these friends around. You just let them look. You're my friend, but that's not me. I'm not going to do that. I cared about this person. And I will continue to care about this person. Similar to if, if how do you say like a recent scenario, I guess you could put as an analogy in this case. I hope you guys got that. It was pretty clear. But a recent scenario, if someone was all like, was like, oh, bro, you remember you used to be like this and you know, like, like this, like, I, I can't take you serious. I was, all, I was like, okay. But I'm not like that no more. Like, oh, you know, like, no, 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 no. I'm not like that no more. That was me then. And only then. I don't live in the past. You do. Now let's move on. And I feel like you need to have that, that assertiveness with even your closest buddies. And 9 out of 10 times, most men will respect that. They'll respect that and they'll, they'll stand down. But you need to hold your assertiveness because those are values you care about. And don't let nobody take those values away. And for the women... You know, sometimes we hear those like, like those girls like, ah, you a shit, our men are shit. You know, they, they try to get you to all of a sudden like have this negative, this negative perception of men. Men ain't shit. Oh, don't worry about them, girl. Like you got a small, you know, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's people like that. Hey, I was dogging on the guys too earlier. Like, I don't think I'm just, I'm going to actually ask you this one before I even say. Why? You were, you were perfectly <laughs> leading up to what you were going to say in the but first place. I, but I kind of want to hear, in this case, what would you tell a girl and all her homegirls, her girls, her her ladies are all basically informing her? Forget him. Just go bag a dude. Go forget him. Because, you, you know, and, and uh, I, I hear that encouraged a lot. Some girls would literally just go, go bang a dude, I guess you could say, just to get that whole sexual connection of that person before out of their way. And now it's just like, now I don't have to think of him anytime, you know, and the, or they just strike or they just keep going out partying and all that kind of stuff. And it's their friends who encourage it. What would you tell to this girl? And all her friends are basically telling her negative perceptions of men, but not just that, making her do things that she knows is not her, but it's just a, their way of being like, ah, forget that. Forget that guy. Honestly, it's very much 
your surroundings. So if, if it's the friends kind of pushing for, you know, for her to go out to these parties or for her to go and bang this dude and, you know, do all that sense, it's, it's very much, okay, you know, are you going to get manipulated by your friend group to continue to do this? You know, is this really what you want to do or is this just you kind of agreeing with them because they're overpowering with the amount of people that are telling you like, yo, let's just go to the party and you'll find a guy there, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Because then, you know, if that's not the case and this is a decision you chose, then then it's just, I just feel like that's just a poor way of trying to handle the situation. But then again, you know, anyone and everyone handles situations differently and someone might actually need you know, a little some something quick to forget mm-hmm. about you know their past. So I mean, like I said, everyone handles it different differently. Everyone does it in their own you know mindset. It's just, at least for myself, in that kind of conversation, I don't feel like there'd be anything I can I can say that would change that whole group. Their Not the perspective, but in the sense of, you know, if they're going, if they're telling that one friend, like, yo, like, all men are trash, men are this, like, you know, you should have left him a long time ago, blah, 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 you know, just very diminishing who she was with beforehand. It's like, they're basically, and they're basically telling her what she wants to hear. And anything anyone else will say that's different, she will not accept. Or she will she she will take in with one and not through the other, and give no like attention to it. So that's why I just feel like, you know, I mean, like if I was in that situation and I'm trying to, you know, kind of tell them like, yo, that's not you know maybe that's not a good idea or you shouldn't do that blah blah, blah. like, they they would ignore me or it would go in through in through one ear uh, and out through the uh-huh. other and the friend group would be like, no nah, like let's go let's go to this party or let's go do this or let's go find you a man that's you know, better than him, bigger dick, like whatever. Because, you know, they're, they're very much like trying to diminish the person yeah, they were with yeah. beforehand. So it's like at that point, a guy cannot do a whole lot in that scenario. But it also just comes down to the mindset of the... The individual themselves. The individual, yeah. exactly. Because if they're in this in this um, this scenario where all their friends are trying to tell them to go around and do all that, and do all that but they don't have that kind of mindset then they're gonna go do it but they should at least have that sense of you know what like i don't agree with my girls mm-hmm. let me sound like let me just let me just say yes for now but then when they actually go like i'm not gonna go kind of thing you know so it kind of just at that point it kind of also correlates with the guy just knowing where you stand knowing what you believe in and you know if if you need to step up and you know tell your surroundings no then by all means, that's what you got to do, because then again, this can also this can also be like another form of peer pressure. Uh-huh. You might just not take it that way because that's your homegirls, uh-huh. that's your friends, your your homies. So it, it, it's just very different from a different perspective or from an outside perspective. But now, what were you gonna say? Because, like I said, you were leading up to yours, and then you basically <laughs> just put a wall and was like, "Nope." Well, you know what? I'm gonna again. I address for the guys if you want to keep that friend. And for women, on the other hand, this is where I'll probably get a little bit of 
lash back at me, but I will say just in the case of my own experiences, just my experiences and what I viewed around me, and what I'll tell the guys too, but this is the case if you don't mind getting rid of this friend for ladies, I would just say if you have these people around you, my opinion, my experiences, get rid of them. And people are going to say, well, what about the guys? Why don't, well, here's the thing. Guys have an influence over each other, but never in the case of regarding their women. Or their current woman, I guess you could say. And... No matter what, if a homie tells me something, like how do you say? Chances are, majority of the guys find different things attractive, correct? And we don't find some things, or we find uh, some things unattractive, but majority of the times, if you point out something unattractive to you, it might be attractive to me, you know? Women, on the other hand, it's, and this is where I'll probably get lashed back again. This is just my experiences and the people I see around me. It could be different. You're probably a different woman, but these are the women I see around me. Where let's let's do a quick scenario so that way we can make it pretty pretty point clear. Okay, so a group of guys are together, and a girl walks by. She has a nice ass. One of the guys is like, "Damn, that's a nice ass," and every other all the other guys say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not a nice ass." The guy's still gonna think that's a nice ass. It don't matter what you think. I think that's a nice ass, but. From my experiences with girls, a guy walks by and he's pretty good looking. One of the girls is going to say, oh, he's pretty good looking. And the other girls are going to say, no, he's not. And then she's going to second guess and be like, yeah, he's probably not. Yeah, I don't think he's good looking. Never mind. My bad. And that's what I mean. I mean in the sense of 9 out of 10 times, guys aren't as influenced by their guy friends in the sense of viewing uh, another person i guess you could say in a relationship slash sexual and attractive way and my thing is this it's kind of like that whole saying if you tell a fish if if a, if you tell a fish it can't climb a tree that's dumb it will forever believe it's dumb i butchered that but it's it's along those lines <laughs> it's along those lines you got know what i mean though right Basically like this, if I tell you from the moment you're young, all women are bad, you're going to grow up thinking all women are bad. Because I've given you an identity of how to identify someone. Mm -hmm. I've already given you a perception of how to view a certain role or certain group of gender. And that's what I'm saying towards women. If your girlfriends, your ladies, your homegirls, whoever they are, they're out here telling you, forget him, men ain't shit, he had a small dick, all that kind of stuff. He probably could have been a really good person to you, and you knew knew it, you knew it. But now because their influences over you are making you change your opinion and perspective or perception of who he is and how men are, the next person who comes into your life you won't be able to view him as honest as you want to because you're going to have this idea that your little girlfriends or lady friends or whatever put into your head saying men ain't shit. So when he does something, you're going to take it as it's wrong. He didn't do nothing wrong. You're going to take it as it's wrong because in your mind, men ain't shit. So he did that and that's not okay. 
that's the reason why I say it's a little bit different, but that's just from my experiences and my opinion and based off of the majority of women around me that I see today. And I think, and I've seen a lot of relationships prosper when there's less female friends around the woman. It's just that one or that two, just a small group. But if you have a majority of big group of female friends, it's nine out of 10 times dangerous. You said you had a second question, though. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the second question, and I was going to lead into it, but um, the second question is like a different um, outcome, right? Mm-hmm. So in this case, so we talked about basically like self-care and working on, on yourself after a relationship and feeling that sense of distance, of alone, you know, being alone and all that. And now we've just, we've just talked about being a hoe and your you know your surroundings you know the people you surround yourself with telling you to go be a hoe but now um the other one that's kind of been criticized because of social media and all that now is also what if you know whether you want to call it like simping or not but trying to get back with them after you know Mm, i hate that word simping look what's wrong with feeling we're all human what the fuck who the hell let that become a thing oh you're a simp okay well well first off if you want to get back with it doesn't make you a simp that makes you honest because you're being honest you're doing something most people don't do which is accept the reality of things and the reality is you want to get back with her you're not a simp you're honest Someone's going to call you a simp. Cool. Guess what? They're single. They have chances that they're just going to settle with whoever they have. And they probably won't ever get the woman they want. Or they probably lost the woman they wanted. So they're over here just calling everybody else simp. So that way they feel better about themselves. So first off, you're not a simp. And the the, the question was exactly. So the, the question was, you know, does, does it. How do I say this? Like, does it make him a simp or does it make. Got it. Got it. You know, this guy this much of a lesser person because he tr- he's trying to get back with her got it got it okay cool thank you for clarifying because i i threw myself off for a bit so okay thank you <laughs> all right so look first off you're not a simp you're honest and in this case if someone calls you a simp i want you to understand what level of degree are you wanting back this person because it, then it's like okay at some point you're being desperate. I don't know about simp, but you're being desperate. And desperate's a very extreme measure. So, so if someone calls you a simp and you're being desperate, I'm like, okay, well, at least that's a little bit more equivalent than honest. So meaning, how far to a degree are you wanting back this person? How much of your life are you prioritizing them after you just lost them? And if so, is this a lost hope or is this something you're following up with proof, with actions? So if you're someone who just lost someone you cared about and you're still behaving the same way you did before you're you're a different person for two days you're improved you're like this leveled up dude for two days and you keep getting back to the same person the reason why they left you the reason why things didn't work out you need to understand at that point fuck it you're a simp but just because of the fact that you're not coming to a reality and being honest with yourself on what it takes to get this person back. So I don't want to use the word simp. I will say at this point, you're being foolish. And in the sense of you're wanting back someone 
without having much to provide or much to make you valuable for them to get you back. Because if you're worth the same value and I got rid of you because I wanted to go for higher value, why the hell am I going to want to go back to lower value? You need to make your market value much higher for me to go back to you. Otherwise, if you're at that same value, there's a reason why I left you. So simp I wouldn't use. And I think people who call people simps are real simps. Um, but I will say, to what level of degree are you doing this? Is it taking over your life? Is your life only this person? Because in that case, it's you're, you're foolish and you're desperate. Because there's more to your life than a person. They could mean a lot, yes. But they should mean so much to the point where you want to improve to get them back. Or so much to the point where you want to show them how much they mean to you by providing some of the simple things they've asked. And if you're not doing that, then you're, you're foolish. You're, you're being emotional in the sense of rather being rational. Being rational, you're applying action to your emotions. Being emotional, you're just being emotional. You're not providing much value to you or the person you're trying to retrieve back. What about you in this case? I was going to say, honestly, it doesn't even like count in the, the, the possibilities of the reason why you guys separated. Whether it was the guy, you know, the guy cheated and the guy did something behind her back or she did something behind her back and she cheated. Like, you know, you never know. Because then at that point, like throwing that into the equation as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can really, you know. Make it seem as if you are a simp or if, you know, you're making foolish decisions. Because, like, let's say in this case, right, you've spent time with someone for so long that the moment they, they're they gone and they're not in your life anymore, you feel that sense of loneliness and, and that, that sense of being lost. But you guys broke up because she cheated on you. And Multiple you, times. And you, and you <laughs> want to get back with her. Yeah. Okay. At that point, it's like, you know, foolish, you could call yourself a simp. You could call. Said a shimp, a, a simp, or you know, yeah, it, it, it's foolish. <laughs> it, it's foolish because at that point, it's more of just you just want to have that sense of security of having someone mm -hmm. in your life mm, true. that can you know fill up the time that's going to be there if no one's there. If no one's there, then now you have a lot of time to do things, and you're not fully aware of how to spend that time from that moment on. So I, you know, just not even knowing the situation in the sense of the reasons why they broke up or if they broke up in bad terms, you know, that can, I feel like that can kind of lead into how you might be perceived by someone or, or how, how it might look. But if, if we're, you know, theoretically speaking in the sense of you guys ended on good terms, it was just a sense of you guys are both chasing your careers and each one of you had to kind of break mm -hmm. break and go to your own ways. Like in, in, in that sense, like that's fine. That's understandable because you guys are both trying to get to the next spot in your career, in your life. But at the same time, you feel that sense of loss, that sense of loss of passion maybe because I know for, you know for people, a relationship can very much be the reason why you wake up and push yourself to do more because of that person that you're with. So, you know, that that would be understandable on why you would want to try and get back with that person or at least try and work something out, maybe long distance or maybe 
I don't know, just trying to trying to figure a way out to make something work. That that I feel like is okay. That you know, I'm, I wouldn't say like he's simping or she's simping because mm-hmm. in that sense, it's like you know, you're still trying to follow your your feelings, your emotions, but also your heart. But at that point, it now shows that you're willing to put in even more effort to try and make something work, either a second time or a third time, or however however many times it is that you guys have gotten back to one another, gotten back with one another. But I just feel like it can very much vary of the way being perceived by the audience or at least the people around you all all coming down to what the scenario was what was the reason who you know who left who cuz you know just just that alone who left who can also be a form of being attacked i know um back when i was in high school and i was getting you know i was hearing like oh this person you know this couple broke up and this person left this person and majority of times it was the girl group that was like oh like wow why does he want you back after he broke up with you like you know how's he gonna do that like why break up with you in the first place if he's gonna want you back kind of kind of uh, trying to attack the guy and trying to make him be a lesser be lesser of a person now that he's broken up with her and he's trying to get back with her so honestly it just feels like you can never be fully aware of how the scenario is going to go or how the situation is going to be handled because it depends on so many variables. Whether it's how they broke up, if there was any situations, if you guys broke up in good or bad terms, the mm-hmm. circle or surroundings of each person, and you know, in like mental, emotional, and physical state for each 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 individual. Like, there's so many different things that play a role in this kind of question for for there to be like a, a clear answer yeah but i think at the end kind of to summarize all of this up for that specific individual who reached out to us mostly reached out to me um well reached out to us because we reached out to the account anyways and the last thing i would tell him in this case for him losing someone he cared so much about is it's okay and if you're not okay it's okay to not be okay it's gonna be okay and you need to accept that and when you accept that things go from okay to better from better to best so one it's okay you're not okay it's okay to not be okay just know we'll be okay okay <laughs> what about you I have a little okay counter at the top <laughs> just bing, bing, bing. <laughs> nah there's there's no better way to explain it besides the way you said it because it's in it's just in the sense of understanding yourself understanding who you surround yourself with and who you you know you're willing to open up to and tell about you know, the reason it is that you guys broke up or or the way you guys decided to handle the situation, you know, because at that point who you're willing to trust with this kind of information and open up to them about that can also be the same people that give you either 
good feedback and some good support or not the best feedback and try and guide you to a downward path of something you know you might not be wanting to go towards but but other than that, I hope you guys at least took in something. Well, whether something Dario said, something I said, or even a question that hit because you could relate to that question. I just hope you guys took in something. We'll see if we could try doing more of these. Um, just let us know if you guys enjoy them. And I mean, I hope at the end of the day, the whole purpose of this is, hey, we have conversations, we have edgy topics, but we don't have really much solutions. So this is mostly a solution-based type of conversation. And if you guys want to see more of this, shoot some questions to us. Our podcast account, new.h.podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. on Insta. <laughs> uh, or DM us separately. We'll put all the links down in the description. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know things have been a little bit weird and different. Trust me, we're having technological issues that requires more investment. But anything to really get the importance of what we need to do in this new age to you guys other than that my name is charles and my name is Ariel. and this was new age podcast